Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a new story on the theme of power, culture, or the future. Handpicked from theoutline.com. I'm your host, James T. Green, and this is The Dispatch. Already we have much of our industry there. And then, imagine. Culture. I brought to you a story about what the age of ecological crisis sounds like. Writer and journalist, Lewis Gordon. We're obviously living through an acute phase of kind of the destruction of the biosphere. And it seems like, uh, at least in the news cycle, almost every single week uh, there is some kind of new kind of catastrophe that's happened I know this year and like last year as well, kind of Californian wildfires seem to be happening with increasing frequency. In the UK, where I am, we had a wildfire just outside of Manchester, which has never happened in my lifetime. So I've kind of taken this context and looked at how various kind of Musicians and sound artists are responding to these kind of like various issues in in lots of different ways. So what does this music sound like? somebody uh, like Dialect with his album Loose Blooms, who is just trying to kind of get his head around the enormity of the situation and thinking about how you have to kind of look at things on a teeny tiny micro scale and then also how you need to look at these kind of huge changes happening on a macro scale. And he uses lots of kind of like decaying synth work, uh, lots of kind of treated kind of field recordings so you have this really kind of strange almost kind of like uncanny mixture um, of the artificial and the organic I think with somebody like Wonder Tricks Point Never uh, with a track like Black Snow is almost kind of like reveling in this kind of like end of days feeling Um, and is just kind of letting himself be consumed by it. Whereas somebody like Anoni, who he's worked with, um, on a track like Four Degrees, when they're singing about dogs crying for water and fish going belly up in the sea, it's almost kind of like a shock tactic. I wanna bend them, I wanna bend them. I wanna burn the sky, I wanna burn the breeze. I wanna see the animals die in the trees. She's trying to kind of weaponize shock into kind of galvanizing action. Let's go, let's go, it's only for the 
Anya Kangeis's work. She's a sound artist working in the Pacific at the moment. And I think what's really important to remember is that things are really, really awful for a lot of people right now. But things obviously have the potential to get a lot worse. The geolinguist. Remember the geolinguist? The one that spoke of the tsunami? The one that spoke of silence? And Anya's work is kind of concerned with people who are living in the Pacific whose lives are already being kind of like quite drastically changed by climate change. The people in the Pacific are already living with kind of environmental difficulties, a lot of which spring from colonialism. So recently you've had like nuclear testing, there's a kind of deep history of mining and uh, seabed exploration. And a lot of these islands within the Pacific are only a few metres above uh, the actual sea level. So obviously that makes them kind of incredibly vulnerable to what's happening um, in the Arctic with kind of like melting ice caps. And I think it's really important to remember that people are living with these effects already. um, And her work shines a really kind of important spotlight on that. Are these folks directly responding to, like, the severity of the environment that's, like, happening all around us, or is this all just a coincidence? Some people, um, they definitely are uh, responding to these kind of, like, direct issues. Certainly Dialect, who's a chap called Andrew Hunt, is very kind of, like, clued up on ecological thinking. He's very into uh, eco-philosopher Timothy Morton and his ideas about climate change as as a kind of hyper object. I think with somebody like Rainforest Spiritual Enslavement, I think it's less kind of clear that he's directly responding to it. But there is a kind of, I don't think you can get away from this sense about the kind of power of nature in these situations and the kind of scariness of it. On the one hand, we're kind of like impacting nature in this really severe way. Um, But with something like rising sea levels, it's going to really come back to kind of like bite us um, in quite a kind of devastating way. I mean, all of this sounds kind of bleak. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't think you can get away from it. (laughs) Just being like incredibly bleak and depressing I, I, I think that's the thing with 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 ecological crisis and climate change it, it there is definitely this sense that it is this kind of like insurmountable barrier but at the same time I think it offers lots of kind of opportunities for us to 
uh, rethink our relationship with the kind of like uh, natural world. So somebody like Bjork, kind of like nature is is so kind of like integral to her entire kind of like not only her sonic outlook, but also the lyrics. It's almost got a kind of like spiritual bent, um, I would say. And the same with uh, somebody like uh, Caitlin Aurelia Smith as well on her album Ears and even the album Sanergy with um, Suzanne Ciani. There's an attempt to kind of really get closer to kind of like ecological phenomena through music um, and also ironically through kind of like machines that help us make music. That was writer and journalist, Lewis Gordon. Thanks, Lewis. Perfect. Thank you. Cheers, James. Where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on Twitter uh, at Lewis underscore Gordon. And you can find me writing for various places like Facts and Noisy and The Wire. The Outline World Dispatch is produced and hosted by me, James T. Green. Our music is courtesy of APM, and our theme is by the fantastic John Lagomarsino. I'm James T. Green. See you later. I was definitely less nervous than last time. So. <laughs> <laughs>